fine. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. And Michael, I'm a compulsive overeater and uh, so happy to be with you guys here today. Um, and I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to reflect on this topic of, of abstinence one day at a time. Um, I'd like to share with you about a, a, a day that I had just two weeks ago. Um, I've been dealing with a chronic uh, health issue. And because of that, I was feeling ill. I was depressed about how I was uh, feeling physically and frustrated that my doctors hadn't figured out the why or how to make it better yet. I had decided the night before that enough was enough and I deserved uh, famous last words, I deserved some food comfort. And so I was going to have a treat or more than one. I had made a grocery store order on Instacart and I asked them to include some Ben and Jerry's in there because, you know, I deserved it. I went out shopping for some other things and while I was out shopping, uh, there was a Walmart in the same shopping center. And I said, well, I have to go get some, some things that weren't grocery store items. So I'll just go in. And well, I decided to go to the other side of the Walmart where the groceries are and go perusing. And I went through into sections that I normally don't go, namely the bakery section. I held products in my hand and said, hmm, should I buy this or not? Um, how, how far do I want to go off the deep end? And of course, that question lingering, I have enough program in me. Okay, I am going to have a compulsive bite. I've already decided that. But how far can I get or how much can I get away with and still uh, keep on track? And I had a time where I was praying to my higher power. I actually had products in my hand and I stared at them. I stared at the shelves. And then I left the store not having bought anything. As I was leaving the store, I got a phone call from a fellow who was struggling. And I found words coming out of my mouth that I needed to hear myself about the importance of staying abstinent and reminding that fellow that food was not going to change anything, especially foods that we don't normally eat anymore. I was truly astounded by the words that came out of my mouth, words that I needed to hear from my own program, and yet I was saying them to somebody else. When I got off that phone call, I said, I know what I need to do, and I went to the Instacart app, 
to cancel that Ben and Jerry's. But the app said, oh, no, she's shopping already. You can't do that. And for a split second, my addict mind said, oh, well, <laughs> then I guess it was higher powers desired for me to have a date with Ben and Jerry's. But instead, what I got was the willingness to message the shopper and say, go ahead and put that back. I don't need it today. I was absolutely astounded by the intervention of my higher power and the ability that despite everything, realization that as crappy as I felt and as sorry as I felt for myself, and as frustrated as I had been, that food wasn't going to change that. And comforting myself with foods that I previously binged upon was not going to make the situation any better. My higher power was looking out for me that day. And I am still amazed and grateful. I became abstinent on July 11th, 2022. So I'm just over 18 months abstinent. And compared to some long timers, I guess I have not been around a long time. I first came in the room so over 20 years ago and spent a lot of time coming and going, paying lip service to, to my steps and really not working the program. But since July of 2022, I have worked the program, worked the steps, and taken my recovery very, very seriously. I came to a place of willingness to work a program and work the steps after experiencing a complete and total surrender. It was May of 2021, and I was in the University Hospital in San Francisco weighing 745 pounds. I couldn't stand anymore. I couldn't walk anymore. I couldn't get to a toilet anymore. And they don't make diapers for people that are 745 pounds. My life had become very, very small. And the humility or humiliation, if you will, of having to just be in a bed, unable to even stand with a lift to get me out of bed and sit me up in a chair, which I could tolerate for about 40 minutes at best was the point when I finally said, I'll do anything, but I don't want this for my life. At that point, I was praying to die. Praying that one night in the hospital that God would just take me. I felt like I had been beaten. The food had won. And my life should be over. My higher power had different plans for me. And instead of getting worse, I started getting better. 
I was in no physical condition to work a rigorous program or steps or anything. But after four months in a university hospital, I went home, still bedridden for several more months. And so it was in July of the following year that I finally felt I was strong enough and ready. But the willingness to be there and the willingness to change and the surrender had not gone away. Having willingness and an open mind to me is absolutely essential when working a program and wanting to remain abstinent. I chose, and it's important to realize that OA does not tell us what not to eat, but I chose to eliminate bread and flour and pasta and rice and grains and sugar from my diet. That was a remarkable day when I chose to do that. Because I once thought that life without bread wasn't a, wor a life worth living. And that if I couldn't have bread, I'd rather be dead. I think back at that, that mindset. And I say, what the hell was I thinking? Really? Bread? You're going to give up your life for bread? But I had once said that. My dearest friends know, uh, some of you who might have seen me in program know, I'm a huge Francophile. I've lived in Paris. I've studied in Paris. I'm a retired French teacher. And I looked at my sponsor once and said, if going to France and not means I can't eat bread, then I never want to go to France again. And he just laughed at me. He laughed in my face. I understand now why, but that was long before this current absence. Willingness and an open mind are the absolute essentials for me in giving up the food. I needed to want to change more than I wanted food. I love how this theme of today's event is linking abstinence to one day at a time. And it really wasn't until I was working a very serious, and I call it rigorous program. Sometimes I call it OAICU because that's what I feel like I need. That I find the concept of saying in a very stoic and overly dramatic statement, I shall never eat bread again, is a little too much. In fact, that, that idea is, is a bit daunting, and I would cower from it to say something like that. I now really understand why I say I'm eating no bread one day at a time because I can do that. 
I felt some compulsion the other day, continuing with this health challenges. And I have found that not feeling well physically, having physical illness can challenge your absence. Absolutely. And so I definitely relate with people who deal with chronic illness, because if you don't feel well, those old comforts of food are very present. Well, you know, I, I said to myself, I said, oh boy, I'm close. I feel like I could com be compulsive. And so I said to myself in the morning when I got up, not today. Maybe tomorrow, but not today. I don't need to be compulsive today. I can get through today. I have a dear friend in program who says sometimes it's just, I can get through this meal or I can get through the next 10 minutes. But one day at a time, I can be abstinent. And lo and behold, here I am, stringing together over 18 months of one day at a time. And that's a wonderful thing. You muted yourself, Michael. Somehow you got me. Pardon me. <laughs> Trying to remain abstinent one day at a time means that I really have changed how I do things. By the way, and, uh, I, it's a, for a different topic for a different day, but the concept of trying to be abstinent or expecting to remain abstinent if I have not been working and continue to work the steps is futile. In fact, I I believe I'm one of those people who believe that if you're not abstinent when you work the steps, you might as well not work the steps. That's a point of debate, and you can certainly feel differently than I do, but that's my own opinion. But in addition to working the steps actively and continuing to work the steps daily, I have to really change how I do things. One of them is, is how I shop and going and using a, an app so I'm not hanging out in a grocery store. Gentle reminder, five minutes left. Has helped me, thank you, has helped me tremendously. Because I can go into a grocery store like I did at Walmart and just stare and linger in places I have no business being. And what's the point of that, really? If I am in a grocery store, I try to avoid places. Why Why put myself in that? There are aisles I just don't go down. If I go out to eat, and I enjoy that, I always look at a menu first. I don't go in blind. I go where I know I can get an abstinent meal. That's very different from uh, from a way of thinking from before. Also, 
I can't eat on the fly. Every day I have a plan of eating. And a plan of eating that is planned ahead of time, not just logged after the fact. That I know tomorrow what I'm going to eat. And I'm going to write it down. And I'm going to stick to it. Now, circumstance may mean that I have to change it. But at least I have a plan. For me, there is probably no better way to stay abstinent than in working with others. I have found that more than any other tool, working with others, it's it's almost like, uh, goodness sakes, I can't even, here I'm a, a teacher and I can't even think of a good metaphor, but it, it's like, the minute I start working with others, any compulsive feelings and thoughts just disappear. It's amazing. And like I shared earlier, I find myself saying things that I need to hear for myself. Now, you don't have to go and, and call up somebody and say, gee, I really want that sandwich. Can you help all I have to do is call up a fellow and say, how's your day? And we start talking and it's done. It's gone. Why? Because I've gone outside myself. That works for me. Lastly, and I'll wrap up with this, being abstinent, being sober in how I look at food means that I myself is I'm in a better place. When I am abstinent, I'm in a better, I'm a better person because my life is not focused around food. It's focused on enjoying life, being a better person, helping others. I am living out my higher powers vision of what my best self is. And when I do so, amazing things happen. By the way, that joking to my sponsor about never wanting to set foot in France if I wasn't going to eat bread, well, on October 15th, I have a ticket, and I'm going to France. And I'm going to France and living abstinently. It'll be the first time since 2015 that I've gone, and since 2011 since I've made a long trip and lot, those two trips were done in a wheelchair. I won't be in a wheelchair this time. And I won't be eating bread. And I'll be in France enjoying a country that I love and a place that I love with people that I love because I'm abstinent. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate your share.